not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture movies and TV shows. My name is Sam and with me as always, every week, tuning in from a universe, multiverse, somewhere else in the world, it's Chris. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, I think it's getting, it's getting tricky to think of more intros to do with multiverses and different dimensions and shit. It, it, like, <laughs> it's getting harder every time. It is when we've not got like a particular topic that we're really talking about today. We just wanted to... I felt like the other week when we spoke about Marvel, Loki, we spoke about Black Widow. I feel like we kind of brushed over what Loki meant for like the rest of the MCU. So we're going to chat a little bit more about that this week. So we're going to chat a little bit about what it means for the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home, which for some reason the the trailer just can't find its way home off to our Jeez, screens that or... film comes out in less than what five months at this point yeah and we still haven't seen a single frame from this no not even seen like well we've seen some behind the scenes photos but we haven't seen much in like nothing no, like, official no no official like character design no official costume well i mean unless oh, you're uh, unless you're looking at hot toys because hot toys leaked some costume designs didn't they yeah, um, well, it wasn't so much leaked because the pop vinyls have also been sent out to customers now. Um, uh, so we've got the pop vinyls out there. Uh, we did actually get a few official frames, didn't we? Just when they announced the name of the film, we just had three shots of MJ, Peter, and Ned just walking around what looks like an abandoned building. That was oh, it. That's yeah, all that's we've it. seen. That's it, yeah. Uh, what, what pop vinyls do we get? We've got a bloody Doctor Strange dude here dr strange in like a hoodie and trackies with a shovel with the shovel uh we had the spider-man suit with like an eye of agamotto style thing on the front and then we've got the black and gold tech suit Hmm. and that's like the new suit isn't it that's like the new one that hot toys shared out with the uh the pops of gold on it but anyway chris i mean we're gonna get into it but first of all, before we get into it, what have you been watching this week? Well, this week, um, I've been struggling to find time to actually watch stuff. It's been a very busy week. Um, lots of birthdays and stuff like that, so not had too much time. I've recently, well today, started the new Masters of the Universe animated series on uh, Fletnix, good old Netflix. Okay, very cool. Um I'm enjoying it so far. The animation is top notch. I think the animation style is like a bit more fluid than the Dota series. I don't know what studio actually made this, um, so I can't comment. A lot of people are kicking off about it online because it's not a He-Man series, but like it used to be He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and this one is just called Masters of the Universe, and it follows most of the other characters, not He-Man. <laughs> um, right which is perfectly fine, but a lot of people are very butthurt about that. Um, mm. So the reviews have been tanked, but if you look at the reviews, they're either 9 and 10 star or 1 star. And all the 1 star ones, most of them haven't made it past like episode 3 because they were too butthurt about it. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. I'm enjoying it so far. I think Sarah Michelle 
Geller's voice acting in episode two seems to be a bit lackluster so far. It was great in episode one. Like episode one was like balls to the wall. I thought it was all great, but mm. episode two is a little bit slower. But yeah, we'll okay. see. We'll cool. see. Cool. Um, and other than that, I've just been watching the Olympics because the Olympics have started a couple of days ago. Um, so I was watching the Taekwondo. Uh, Britain got silver in the men's Taekwondo. Um, I think we got bronze in the women's Taekwondo as well. I was watching some of the rowing and swimming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Olympics. Yeah, uh, I, I just I get love to the watch Olympics. sports that I don't normally watch. Yeah, you get to. It always kicks off with the swimming. Always kicks yep. off with the swimming, and then you get. Yeah, a it's because of... there's so much swimming; like it takes like a week. Yeah, yeah. All the different strokes, you know, the, the forward yeah. stroke, the back stroke, the butterfly and all the different lengths of as well and then the freestyle and you got men's and women's and then you've got the relays and stuff like that yeah crazy and then you've got um you've got a couple of sports in the olympics that you've not had before like um what have you got this year you've got fencing skateboarding. fencing and skateboarding have no been added. fencing's been in it for a long time no i don't believe it has I believe fencing just got added um in japan mm, i'm sure i've seen fencing in the thing before no, fencing is a, a new sport apparently for this year because it's the technically it's the summer twenty twenty Olympics, isn't it? So yeah, but no, nope. I'm sure I've seen it before. Well, I've while seen, you yeah. can f- no fencing in the summer Olympics eighteen ninety six. Oh yeah, but it's not been in there recently. Holy moly! Yeah, it what? has twenty in twenty sixteen. Russia won. What? All <laughs> oh, right. Well, fair enough. Guess I've got it wrong. Maybe, maybe it's like a different uh, version of fencing. Maybe, mm. maybe it's they've added a different bracket or something. Maybe, maybe. Well, there I was you gonna go. say because I'm sure I've watched that because I did a bit of fencing when I was younger. So How was to embarrass fencing. yourself on the pod? Uh, 101. <laughs> Skateboarding is new though, and I watched the men's freestyle street um, final. Which nice. I think aired yesterday, but I watched it today. Cool. Uh, in terms of what I've been watching, I watched um, Spider-Man Far From Home uh, the other day to uh, kind of realize, remember where we kind of left off. He's still very much far from home because he yeah, just can't well. find his way home. Yeah, well, he's. Uh, some would say he's uh, going to have to be far from home because of everyone knowing who he is now, eh? Ah, yes. J.K. Simmons has given it the right bloody go large. You'll have uh, people outside the house with signs. Why'd you kill Mysterio? He was a good hero. Oh, no. Mm. You killed him Mm. with drones. Do we we maybe see Mysterio coming back in some way, shape, or form? Maybe through the multiverse. We can talk about it later anyway. We can talk about that later. Uh, And what else did I watch? I watched a documentary called Team Foxcatcher, which is a a bit old now. It's probably about five Mm. years old. Um, It's about John DuPont um, and wrestling. A very interesting little uh, documentary. I remember watching the film... Uh, but I haven't watched the documentary. Mm, yeah, that it's was it. Got what Steve Carell was in it, and Channing Tatum was in the film. Mm, God, interesting! I didn't know there was a film around it. Yeah, it was like Steve Carell's like uh, getting back into like serious acting almost. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, it is just called yeah, the Fox. prosthetic nose and stuff. Yeah, and he and Steve Carell is playing John DuPont, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, coach, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh yeah! Wow, that's uh, yeah. He he's um, got the look down, hasn't he? <laughs> so yeah. Hmm. Well, oh, yeah. there you go. Interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um, have we nice. got some bits of news? I don't think there's much in the way of trailers to chat about. Uh, I've got trailers. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Are they? Yeah, are they? Much got trailers. Are they relevant trailers? Because usually, before the pod, we actually have to sometimes go through the trailers and then we kind of filter through them. So I've got the. We've got the trailer for the animated witch movie. Are we? Are we talking about trailers right now? No, we may as well do trailers first. Right, let's do let's do trailers now. So, first one, The Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf comes out on August twenty third. This is the animated Witcher movie coming to Netflix. Um, it follows. I've completely forgotten the name now because I closed the thing now. Um, Besamir, I think it is. Uh, it's another Witcher. The animation on this looks absolutely gorgeous. Like the flow in motion of the combat is insane. This is a film. I'm not sure what the runtime is at the moment, but it's basically more of the witch that you know and love, only in animated form, and it looks like it's getting quite snotty in there, which we love to see. It's definitely mm. an adult animated film. Cool. Uh, I believe it's Vesemir that it's following. I think that was the name that they said. Yeah. Uh, something beginning with a V. Anyway. Um, the voice acting in it, I saw a few names that I kind of recognised, but nothing major. No, like... Huge celebrity name drops in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the next one, uh, this came out of nowhere. I didn't realize it was happening. Jackass Forever. Jackass is back once again. Wow. Doing absolutely dumb shit. They're getting some celebrities back in there and stuff like that. But this is coming to cinemas in October 22nd. Steve O and all your favorites back. Johnny and Knoxville. Is he still Johnny back? Knoxville is back and he's 49 years old. I think I've heard that this is his last one, though, isn't it? I think this probably is the last one. I don't think they were planning on doing one, and then they decided to do this one, obviously, after lockdown and stuff like that. So I think this is probably the last one full stop, because mm-hmm. most of them are getting really old and stuff like that. Um, but in this one, they, they like cover a guy in honey and salmon and then strap him to a chair and release <laughs> a bear in the room with him. Brilliant. So, like, some shit in this looks like more dangerous than normal, you know what I mean? Like, there's people getting bit on the face by snakes and shit like that. <laughs> Uh, but there is some some good laughs in there. People could be in hit in the face. I think Machine Gun Kelly gets slapped in the face by a giant hand or something. Machine Gun Kelly's in this. Uh, I believe it was Machine Gun Kelly. Looking at who it was anyway. Yeah, cool. I'm remembering the right dude. Um, cool. next one, October twenty second again. So I wonder which one's going to win at the box office. Is it going to be Jackass or is it going to be Dune? Dune, Dune, Dune. Is it Dune or Dune? Uh, I know it's got a new trailer, hasn't it? Yeah, so we got like a new full three and a half minute long trailer. Shows a lot more of like the combat side of it, some new plot development. I think they're doing more in this one than they did in the original film. So maybe this is covering more than one book because I know it is a series of books. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks better and better the more that I see of it, and it just looks visually stunning. Uh, it's Deneven Yu that's doing it, isn't it? So he is just absolutely gorgeous with his visuals. Yeah, um, it looks like it's really leaning into its epicness, doesn't it? Yeah, we got to see a lot more of the different characters instead of just like still motion, like still images of him and stuff like that. They're actually talking, interacting with each other and stuff. Jason Momoa looks like he's got a larger part in this than I thought. Um, Oscar Isaac looks great in it. It looks like he's carrying the whole film, as always. 
Um, I know uh, some people weren't 100% on the CGI in Black Widow, but there's some dodgy looking CGI in this when we see Tal- uh, Timothy Charlemagne's in like a suit of armor and then like the helmet peels back and just the composite in to put his face in that helmet does not work. No, I've not <laughs> seen that yet. I've not seen that yet. So. But the giant sandworm looks incredible. So that's clearly where the CGI budget went. <laughs> um, you know, like, like Tony Stark looks all right when the helmet's off most of the time, but because it's a practical helmet, this is clearly a full CG helmet, and it it looked a bit sketch. But oh, other dear. than that, other than that, it looks really good. It looks epic. Like there's a lot more like huge scale action sequences with loads of people fighting and stuff like that. They are essentially having like an intergalactic war. So cool, looks great. And then the final one is an interesting one that I didn't see coming at all. This one's coming out on October fifteenth in cinemas. It's called The Last Duel. So let let me tell you the cast and then you tell me what you think this film is about, Sam. We've got Adam Driver, we've got Ben Affleck, we've got Matt Damon, and we've got Jodie Comer. What do you, and directed by Ridley Scott. Faces what do we think of, this film's about? Faces of Hollywood between 2016 and 2020. <laughs> it's... It's is it or is actually, it is it sorry is it is it new ambassadors for really expensive watch brand maybe? Oh yeah, um, maybe some like gin companies in there somewhere, yeah, or something like that. Um, no, this is actually a apparently true story set in the 14th century, and two kings of different realms end up fighting it out to the death in um, trial by combat. Um, because the the wife of one of the kings is assaulted by the other one, and is she lying about it? Wasn't it an affair? Yada yada yada. She is basically been put to death unless her husband can win this combat to the death and then that is apparently god deciding who is righteous and stuff but this is a full-on 14th century medieval film with ben affleck and matt damon and then adam drivers in there and jodie coma this mm-hmm. is actually nutty it looks great like the production quality of it is insane which it's ridley scott so it will be but matt damon and ben affleck just it felt weird to begin with seeing those two in like a period piece like this because I don't think I've ever seen them in a period piece other than like <laughs> World War Two dramas. Um, and they're there and like, you know, like the terrible haircuts and the weird bushy mustaches and goatees and stuff like that. Yeah. Suits of armor. It looked, it looked weird seeing them there, but the film actually looks really good and the script looks shit hot. So I'm down for this. Nice. Also, and I forgot. But there is a like a bit of a weird like family connection um to Jodie Comer, my girlfriend's auntie. It I believe it's her cousin. Oh, okay. Or her sister's cousin. Um Whoa, is a... Jodie Comer. So, you know, I need to pull some strings and get her on the podcast, that's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah, you need to... <laughs> I need to try and pull some strings. <laughs> needs to put put some work in, doesn't he? Because she she's a local lass, she's from Liverpool. So oh, there you go. There you yeah, go. I need to I need to pull some strings and get her on the podcast. Yeah, right. You've got uh, <laughs> we'll be the biggest podcast in the world then. Get Jodie Comer on, getting getting her on, and then getting a chat about that film when we review yeah. it. And then yeah, uh, definitely that get can tickets be your, to the premiere. That can be your goal by the end of this year, mate. That's your new uh, <laughs> your new goal. Just pulls the ultimate strings. <laughs> cool. Anything else in? Uh... That's all I've got in the way of trailers. 
Cool. Right, let's chat about a little bit of news, mate. I've got a couple of stories that we can chat about to get us uh, on, and then then. if you want to wrap up anything else. Um, So first story that we've had is um, that... What's the the guy from Kingpin from the Daredevil series? D'Onofrio. That's the one. Um, is to be reprising his role potentially in the upcoming Hawkeye series. He's expected to debut in episode five, so that's very specific. And this mm. has been brought to us by Big Screen Links. Uh, sorry, Big Screen Leaks on yeah. Twitter, and they are verified. They are like a big news outlet, so they've got it from. MS spoilers, which I think is like Marvel something spoilers. This is interesting because this has followed in back in the Netflix properties, which we've been hoping for a while they would do, um, but nothing's been heard about it for a while. They only really mentioned Punisher and Daredevil, maybe. Mm-hmm. So this this would be cool to see him in. I think Hawkeye would be a good place for Wilson Fist to show up because it's set in like on the ground level in New York almost. So did, did they confirm did they confirm that the Daredevil series, the Punisher series, that this is happening in the same continuity as the like Earth is it on the same Earth, basically. Well, is it in the same part of the multiverse? When they were originally launching on Netflix it was meant to be, but then obviously like rights disputes and stuff like that and they've never been mentioned in the wider scope of the films. So it's it's sort of like a grey area, you know, almost like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment. So it could potentially be playing out in a uh, a different universe, like maybe Earth 615 or something, which is very similar, only one thing's changed maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not entirely sure yet, but if Kingpin comes in, then I guess it kind of confirms it, unless they... like point out to us that it's a different version of Kingpin, you know what I mean? Uh, There were rumours of Daredevil showing up in either She-Hulk, because uh, Jessica, not Jessica Drew, that's Spider-Woman. I can't remember what She-Hulk's alter ego is. Well, we know who you Um, mean. She is a lawyer in real life, so it would make sense that maybe they were on like a case together or against each other. Or we also heard that Daredevil might show up in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, but that's not been confirmed yet either, the same way that everybody thought that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in it, even though they seem to be denying that fact. Um, so we don't know. At the, at the moment, we really don't know. It is a bit more of a reliable source tweeting it out there than, like, say, we've got it covered or something like that. Well, we've got it covered or an absolutely horrendous source. To... <laughs> They're just They've got nothing the covered. Max. They've got nothing yeah. covered. They've got lies covered, that's all it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, right. Uh, next story that I've got is just a couple of bits and bobs, really. Uh, oh, and by the, I don't know whether you just said it, actually, because I, I, I like, went out for a, a second mentally. But, um, yeah, Daredevil was also meant to appear in the Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, right, uh, another couple of little bits. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 has wrapped filming now, finally. Tom Cruise isn't I... screaming and shouting at any people now for keeping the masks off and everything. <laughs> but uh... so I I saw I saw a post, but when I read into it further, I don't know if it ha- it might have wrapped filming since I saw this post. But the one that I saw was just a certain actor had wrapped filming on it, and he was sharing a photo of it. But it must be coming to the end of its production either way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be getting to it'll be getting there. Yeah, it must be I, near the end. Yeah, it? I think it's um, it's uh, Carrie Yule's is yeah. uh, wrapped on it. So it, it it's probably going to be done in the next couple of weeks anyway. Because isn't it coming out next year? So it must be almost finished for him to finish the yeah. CGI and shit for it. I may have got the time to go and sit and watch Wimbledon, haven't they? So uh, <laughs> and the Euros final as well. And the Euros final. Yep. So. Uh, we've also got some posters of Army of Thieves as well, which is mm. the uh, spin-off from Army of the Dead, focusing on Dieter the Safecracker. Um, mm-hmm. Cool, cool posters. Um, like really bright orange, uh, kind of like a bit of an eighties kind of vibe to it. Yeah, um, I was thinking that they kind of look almost Hitchcocky in the way that they're laid out. I think it's um, the Vertigo poster they've got in my mind that it sort of reminded me of. Yeah, apparently it's a Comic Con panel today to cover off more of it. So yeah, Comic Con I think is actually I think it's a digital version of it though. I don't think it's an in person event this year again. Yeah, it's um I think it's going on. It's been going on right this week, hasn't it? Uh, I've literally not seen anything until today. I saw something about SDCC because um a Walking Dead season eleven trailer dropped, but I didn't watch it because I'm not caught up with Walking Dead and didn't want spoilers. <laughs> yeah, they're doing uh, they're doing Comic Con at home at the moment, so I think they're just having right. all the all the panels and stuff on at the moment. So they've got things like Legacy of Chucky, uh, the Dexter oh, panel, cool. um, Don't Fear a Red Planet camp. Uh, Netflix geeked army of thieves and um, bits and bobs all over the place. It looks like um, we'll probably prof- have more stuff next week on it. Won't we like the good stuff will be filtered out. Yeah. There's probably not much in the way of um, in the way of reveals because I think everyone tends to be doing like their own reveals now instead. Like yeah, I think, th- I think once it's back in person, maybe next year, then we'll get the big comic con things that we're used to. But like last year is just really Umbrella Academy that was there, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it- it's weird. Like they don't seem to be putting much effort into the at home stuff. No, it's just really like a lot of, um, it's just a lot of like chatting with cast and what have you, mm-hmm. isn't it? There's not much in the way of there. Um, I mean, there is a little bit of footage here from the army of thieves panel um but it doesn't look like it's it looks more if there's zombies involved so okay. i'm not too sure whether it's another i'm I'm watching it as we speak right now it's probably um, set at the beginning of the outbreak isn't it because it was what like six months between the outbreak and the film happening oh i'm sorry no this is a this is an army of the dead viva last viva last vengeance vr experience so that's that that sums up what you're getting from comic-con this year um anyway moving on um we've also got a little bit of news that I, i didn't actually know this it's not really news but um i didn't know that the invincible live action movie was an actual confirmed thing i didn't know it yeah. was going yeah. ahead um, yeah, it got announced at the same time as the animated one, but the animated one just got off the ground quicker. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, right, okay. Is there anything else that you want to cover in terms of news? Yeah, um, we had the announcement of Jordan Peele's next movie. So this is his next horror film that he's writing and directing. It's called Nope. It'll be out on the 22nd of July 2022. I had to read that very slowly because Americans do their dates backwards, so I had to figure it out myself. Um, 
This is called Nope. It's got Daniel Kalula is back, who was in, obviously, Get Out. We've got Kiki Palmer, who was recently in Hustlers, and Stephen Yun. So, yeah, that's cool. an exciting one. We don't have any sort of plot reveals at the moment, but it's just announced that it's happening. Uh, this is the team behind it. So, yeah, get excited awesome. for that one. Cool. And then... We we've got a few films have been dropping, so a few um, a few reviews are coming out and early reactions and stuff. So the early reactions to M Night Shyamalan's old are very fifty fifty at the moment, which I think most of his films are. You either love it and you love the twists and stuff, or but you're going not a big in fan of it. You're going in knowing that there's going to be a twist, so that probably yeah. is like not. You know, it's not as much of a surprise. No, not anymore. Not as it was like back in the nineties for him. Um, But I think that sat on like fifty-eight percent audience score at the moment. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know what the critic score for that is at the moment. But we're also getting early reactions to Jungle Cruise, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Which I joked when we went to see Black Widow and the trailer came up. I said it just looks like Pirates of the Amazon or something like that. Yeah, Um, because it looks just like. Like um, the early Pirates of the Caribbean films, but the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. Um, Rob Keys, who is a, a certified reviewer on Twitter, says just watched Jungle Cruise today. The Rock's been saying for two years that it's been inspired by Indiana Jones, Romance in the Stone, and African Queen, and that's exactly what it plays as. It's super fun with lots of heart, and after the first ten minutes, you're locked in. More, please. Uh, yeah, everyone's saying it's just a big, fun adventure. You're just absolutely gripping throughout. So cool. that, that's a positive review because I wasn't sure when I saw that trailer. I thought, see, it looks a little bit samey from some of the, like like I said, it looked like the Pirates of the Caribbean films. It looked a little bit samey. I didn't know if it was a bit safe from Disney. But mm. yeah, people are saying that it's a it's a good old romp. Wow. Yeah, someone here saying similar in tone to the Pirates of the Caribbean films, but it's packed with surprises. About as exciting as a roller coaster ride. Uh, It it definitely is. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Jesse Plemons is a riot riot in it, apparently. Nice. We love a bit of Jesse Plemons here, don't we? We do. We Um, do love a bit of Jesse Plemons. Um, Just a quick one as well. Um, We had another trailer from uh, Dexter Season um, mm 9 from Comic-Con as well, and it does show a quick flick of Clancy Brown, who is meant to be the series' villain. So indeed, looks quite yeah. interesting. Looks a bit darker. Looks a bit grittier than the last, like Miami kind of uh, Dexter. So yeah, that looks fun. Definitely. So, shall we get on to the main meat and bones of the of the conversation today? Shall we uh, traverse into about... a a verse of multi? Uh, talk about the future of the MCU going forward after the absolute shenanigans that were the end of Loki. Yeah. So just yeah. to preface, there may be mild spoilers for Loki here as well. Well, serious spoilers, but we're going to try maybe not to talk about it so much. We're going to talk about how it impacts the films, maybe. Yeah, I think so. it's a bit of a given that the title of this episode is, you know, what what Loki's finale means. So it's... There's a big spoiler warning in the title of it. So we should probably just go full spoilers, to be honest with you. At this point, yep. Loki's been out for a bit. 
Um, it's all over the internet now about Kang the Conqueror and what have you. Um, so I think we're kind of safe now. So, yep. right. So obviously we spoke a bit about the Loki finale, but I don't think really it's set in how much it's probably going to impact the rest of the MCU going forward. And I think people that have just kind of watched the TV series, you know, you might not necessarily know the line of Marvel films that will be coming out. You might just know like the ones like Black Widow that's got a trailer and you might not know about it till it has a trailer. But you know, you might you might not even know there's a new Doctor Strange film coming out and all that sort of business. A lot of listeners of this probably would, but your average I was gonna say, I think we've had three episodes now of the future of the MCU, so if you're not listening to us, <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, I mean we love to talk about the future of the MCU. We do, because it's one of our favourite you know, it's one of our favourite genres, isn't it? It's one of our favourite mm-hmm. uh collections of movies are, are we just saying that the mcu is a full genre now it, it, <laughs> it, well comic look, book movies so much that they are their own genre I'm, I'm surprised superhero isn't just its own genre because you know people will class things as horror and i'm surprised they haven't just introduced a new genre and just call it superhero or comic adaptation or whatever yeah, they, they still know. class it as like sci-fi action, action aren't they but, yeah yeah but anyway, right, so just to recap the last events of the Loki series, that Loki, well, not Loki directly, but Sylvie, the female Loki, kills a good Kang the Conqueror who warns of... A better she, Kang the Conqueror, maybe yeah, not a good one, your best case, one. Your best case scenario, Kang the Conqueror, right? I guess so, because he stopped the other yeah. bad Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. So here's your best he's, case scenario. He's, he's what, like chaotic neutral, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He he's he you know, he, he's hurt you, but it's only because he loves you, kind of thing. <laughs> I'm doing it to help you. I'm I'm doing yeah. this to help yourself. Yeah. Um and basically, yeah, Sylvie kills him, which then destroys the block of um other Kangs and various events that have that he is holding the timeline together at the moment, and that is shown very very beautifully in a almost like veins and arteries kinds of splits off of um, different multiverses and timeline potentials and stuff it like that. It reminds me of the visuals that we've got of what we think like the the outer universes look like when they're all connected. Obviously, we haven't been able to get cameras out that far enough yet but it's from what scientists think it kind of looks like and it almost looks like synapses in a brain it does like it's that organic sort of like webbing almost so anyway we're assuming that this is having a massive impact on the events that will show in uh, a few marvel films that are coming out um such as... You want me to read the list? I've got the list in release order here. Yeah, if you do them in release order, the few films that we believe yep. that they'll probably... I mean, it's going to impact everything going forward, but we'll just talk about the ones that are probably in the near future. Yeah, so we've got What If, which comes out August 11th now, I believe, um, now, 2021. Now, do you think that's actually directly impacted by the events of this, or do you think that... I... I do think so. I think this now, because it's coming out afterwards, I think it's going to show like a glimpse into some of these other multiverses. I think um, Uatu the Watcher will explain that now that the multiverse is fractured, we're seeing these fractured timelines. So where things 
split off if a certain event changes these are the stories that could happen these are the things that he's observing through the movie and you're so you're saying you think that that is going to directly tie into the events that happened in loki it's not just going to be like oh a bit of fun uh, but it is actually going to be like uh, you know what would be cool like like you said where it's explained at the beginning and then it comes up being like earth whatever 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 yeah i think it's going to be like um the Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt. You know these like anthology sci-fi horror series that we used to get back in the day and they had mm-hmm. like a narrator that took us through it and it was like, mm, you think this is scary, but what if I said there was a world where this happened? And I think that's what Uwatu is going to be. Is like, after the fracturing of the multiverse, here we can see in Earth 21957, Killmonger saved... R- Tony Stark, yada, yada, yada. Sounds like the beginning of a Clone Wars episode. Almost, yeah. (laughs) Droids attack! (laughs) Obi-Wan is captured. He's pinned down behind enemy lines. (laughs) Funny. Um, Yeah, I think we're going to get sort of like that sort of intro of Watu the Watcher being like, these are the stories. Because I remember in the old What If comic books back in like the 80s and stuff like that, there would be like a little thing at the beginning and it was like, Watu the Watcher would be explaining it's just there, like, this thing has happened which led us into the stories of what if type thing, so I reckon they'll kind of keep that motif going. Cool. Uh, what follows what if? What if is followed by Shang-Chi, which okay. was initially going to come out before Loki, so I'm not entirely sure how much this is going to be impacted by that. I don't think it will at all because like the events of Black Widow weren't so mm. I have a feeling that this is probably going to take place within its own bubble. Yeah. Maybe like maybe something in post credits. Maybe, yeah. Um, uh, maybe linking Shang Chi back to the wider MCU. So maybe he interacts with an Avenger or something in the post credits. I mean, maybe. you've got Wong in there. Maybe the post. Oh, let's call it now, right? I reckon Ooh. whatever happens with that fight between Wong and Abomination, we're assuming, right? I reckon um, the post credit scene is like, that doesn't get resolved. And then maybe it's like Wong's like patting himself down with a towel after the fight or whatever. And then he has like a message from Doctor Strange that's like, we need to talk right now. <laughs> yeah, he gets like a little like magic WhatsApp or something like that. A magic WhatsApp? Like a my magic thing, time. Yeah, Um I had a thought when you started saying that then, and now it's gone from my brain. Um, uh, I had a theory of what... Oh, my! I thought the end credits might be Abomination being recruited by, or maybe revealed that he's on Thaddeus Ross's um, Thunderbolts team, because a lot of things have been setting that up now. We've had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had the post-credits of Black Widow. Abomination might be on that team. We know that he was created by Thaddeus Ross. So I reckon we're going to be like creating a Thunderbolts team here. So that's what I think. Like we said, because it was meant to come out before Loki and so was Falcon and the Winter Soldier and all that sort of stuff, I think they were like trying to set up the Thunderbolts on the sly. So, And for, for reference for people, the Thunderbolts are a group of villains, are they? So there's a couple different versions of them. It, the the most famous one was the Dark Avengers version where the Thunderbolts are a team of villains posing to be heroes. Like, they disguise themselves as these real 
heroes who had gone missing during the events of Secret Invasion. So they took their place and were pretending to be heroes while trying to do their own thing to try and take over the world almost. They were trying to take over S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. You had um, Norman Osborn was um, Iron Patriot and you had Dakin, which was Wolverine's evil son, was being Wolverine and stuff like that. So that's like the most famous version, but the other version is a team that Thaddeus Ross puts together when he's Red Hulk, and it's basically a team of anti-heroes who are sent... It's almost like their version of the Suicide Squad, almost. So they're anti-heroes. They're not, like, full-on villains, but... So, you know, like, Yelena Belova, who was a Black Widow, and now she's, like, a spy. She's going to be, like, the new version of Black Widow. You could have Abomination taking place of the Hulk. Um, You've got US Agent on there, which is their version of Captain America. Mm -hmm. So they're not necessarily bad guys, but they're on the fringe. You know what I mean? Questionable. They're not not pure. Yeah, they don't have like the the most purest intentions all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So because we got Thaddeus Ross brought back and stuff like that, and we were meant to have flashback scenes with him in Black Widow. We saw that from the trailers, but those scenes were kind of cut out. So I thought maybe it was going to link back together with something like that. But we've got Madame Hydra is kind of recruiting these guys the same way that Nick Fury did in the post-credits of the Phase 1 films. So do you reckon that's going to be movie-level material then, or do you reckon this is going to be like another Disney Plus series? I was thinking Disney Plus... Um, initially I would have said um, a movie, but now seeing where Disney Plus is going, I think it's definitely a Disney Plus story. Yeah, Especially th- if, because Thaddeus Ross and I think Abomination are meant to be returning for She-Hulk as well. Yeah, I think maybe now you can get away with stuff like that on Disney Plus. I mean, you only have to look at The Mandalorian, you only have to look mm. at Loki as a TV series, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision. The level of quality you're getting from those TV series is very much on par. Like after we went and watched Black Widow and when you're watching Loki, kind of, you know, just before it and you've watched mm-hmm. those series. Like I wouldn't say that Black Widow was like a million times away from the same kind of quality we were getting in Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's pretty it fair just, to say. It, it had a bit of an elevated, like, you had that extra Marvel touch. Oh, I mean, you, had, cinematic, big, wasn't it? you yeah. had big set pieces. You had yeah, lots yeah, of CGI. Yeah. That was in the there. only difference. But yeah, yeah similar, similar tone. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it probably it might be a bit hard of a sell to get Thunderbolts in the cinemas and get people rooting for these sort of like fringe characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we haven't seen for a few years, and that not everybody's like really tied to. They got really lucky with Guardians of the Galaxy the way it played out, but that was just because they had new, exciting characters. Um, whereas Thunderbolts, it would serve so much better. I think it would land a lot better on Disney Plus. Okay. So after Shang Chi, like we both said, we don't think it's really going to be connected. It'll be in the post credits, something to do with Abomination or or Wong or something like that. Yeah. So after that, we've got Eternals on November 5th. Um, we think that's the next one because we don't have the official release dates for Hawkeye and Miss Marvel yet. We just know the late 2021, so anywhere from September to December. So mm-hmm. the next one we've got confirmed is Eternals in November 5th. Now, I saw an interesting thing for Eternals that a lot of people were saying, oh, where were they when Thanos was around and whatever, and, you know... That he destroyed half the universe and he didn't step in, and it's like, well, they probably didn't need to because you know the Avengers around and 
really that whole like events, I guess, to someone like the Eternals. I guess it's not over a long period of time and it's not like chaos. You know what I mean? Like Thanos's point of destroying half the universe was to balance things out. Yeah, it's in a very, very terrible, terrible, terrible way. But I guess it I guess it's not like causing chaos everywhere, you know what I mean? Like it's not like Earth like was being raided all the time and stuff. It was actually a pretty quiet few years until they started, you know, the events of Endgame, right? Well, um, they were the first people from Titan to get to Earth, and I think we're gonna see them meddle in human affairs and it doesn't go well, so they go off the radar until they have to step in. Do you reckon... it's like an Eternals level threat. Because we know that we're seeing Thanos' backstory in there. Like Angelina Jolie is technically Thanos' cousin in this yeah. character. Do you reckon that we're going to see... Do you reckon that the events of Loki is the Eternals level threat that we're seeing them coming um, out? Again, this was meant to come out before Loki. Mm. So I think the multiverse stuff is going to happen a little bit later. Um, literally like less than a month or a month later with mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So I think Eternals is going to... I think the only link that we could get to it is with Black Knight because the Ebony Sword has like... um, It's from like a dark realm almost. So that the Ebony Sword that creates Black Knight, who's being played by Kit Harrington, um, is normally tied in some way to the magical world and Doctor Strange and stuff like that. So I think that's going to connect. It might have a link in with Doctor Strange. So obviously we know Doctor Strange is going to be impacted by Loki, so there is that connection. But I don't think the plot of Eternals is going to be affected by Loki too much. Okay, cool. Right, so moving on, does that take us to Spider-Man? Um, yeah, if we skip over Hawkeye, which we know has got ties to Black Widow now, yeah. um, and Ms. Marvel has got connections to Captain Marvel, and, well, it's going to be uh, The Marvels is the name of Captain Marvel 2 now. They changed the name, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. They seem very street level. Don't know if they're going to be impacted by it too much, but we'll probably might have teasers of cracks in reality towards the end of them series, maybe. Because they were due to come out after Loki, so everything was written with Loki in mind. Um, so yeah, the next big one is Spider-Man 3 on December 17th in 2021. No Way Home. Christmas film. It is, and it is actually set during Christmas. We saw from set photos, they snowed up New York. Um, they've got, um, I think it's Hanukkah and Christmas decorations up in the bakery that MJ's working at. So it is a full-on Christmas film. Maybe there's no way home for Christmas. Driving home for Christmas. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So th- this is this is clearly with everything that we've heard already in terms of who's cast in this film, and you know, doc, you've got Doctor Strange, you've got Spider Man. You've got amazing Spider-Man villains. You've got original OG Spider-Man villains. It, it It is pretty much confirmed that this is got to be where we start seeing the cracks of reality and we start to see the multiverse start to, you know, show and... Yeah, th- I think yeah, we're getting a multiverse trilogy and this is the first act. Yeah. Yeah. So... We we kind of thought that it was going to be Wonder Vision, 
Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, but it turns out it's it's probably like Loki, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. But in terms of the films, the trilogy uh, trilogy will be Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania now because we know that Kang is behind the multiverse. Yeah, um, and we we also know that he is well. John John Majors is going to be in Quantumania as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. So Spider-Man is 100% intrinsically linked to Loki. Whether we'll see hints of Kang maybe in there, maybe they were setting Kang up to be like the next Avengers threat. So, you know, like they're going to build him up slowly throughout the films the same way they did with Thanos. Yeah, Um, I think that maybe the, the bad Kang who we will eventually meet will be the Avengers level threat. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is at this point, you can have multiple Kangs appear. You can yeah. have multiple versions where you think that you've had the worst one and there isn't. There's another one that's even worse, you know, until... We could potentially in one of these films see Kang versus Kang. Yeah, because of what they're setting up. Because you could, like, say you were at a point where you could see Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. You could see, you could see another version of Captain America appear. You could see another version of Iron Man appear. It's really open now, and I think mm-hmm. what they'll do is is they'll use this as an opportunity, like what we see in Spider Man No Way Ho- No Way Home. You'll see them use it for villains that they've not introduced yet, and mm-hmm. the fact that these villains that are iconic Spider Man villains, i.e., Doc Ock and uh, Electro, etc., um, you know, Green Goblin potentially, we've heard rumors of because of Oscorp ties, um. You're going to see these appear from the multiverse rather than having them like, oh, they've always been there kind of thing. Or, oh, Peter Parker's only just now starting to learn about Green Goblin. And, you know, there's there's multiverses out there where these have always been the bad guys. And I think that that's how they'll that's how they'll tie it in. And it'll be a lot of like really smart as well, because Loki has now opened the door to have these characters have deep backstories and have villains that we care about and have, like, they've already got this threat in our head because we know we've seen them do it in other films. You don't need to spend half your film establishing this great villain because they're already established. Like, Loki has given the MCU the opportunity to bring back things like you said or introduce things without having to long-windedly explain stuff and they still have the same emphasis, they still have the same impact, because mm. we're bringing back years of continuity from other things. If they maybe bring back someone from the old X-Men films or something, you've got years' worth of stuff there. Like They've given us such a good opportunity to do this. Well, I feel I think like as well with it being in New York City, where it's based, and you obviously have a lot of tie-ins, you obviously have the Fantastic Four tie-ins to New York with the Baxter Building, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like loads of little drops. Maybe if even, um, you know, even if Tom Holland like goes through the multiverse, maybe he, maybe, maybe the story is is that he ends up in another multiverse where there's there's loads of problems happening, and he has to get back to his. And mm-hmm. maybe he goes to New York, and maybe the Baxter Building is there, and he, you know, yeah. and he and he, he looks at it and thinks, huh. That's Avengers Tower. Why does it look so different? Kind of thing, yeah. you know. You know, like lots of little nods and stuff like that, maybe. Which is what they stuff. kind of kind of tried to set up at the end of Far From Home. 
they kind of tried to chop hints that the the old Avengers building was becoming the Baxter building and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if he goes to one where it already is, and then we see that unfold throughout the MCU, we're like, oh, look, like things are starting to become influenced from the other universes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a good. It's a like I said, it leaves it really open into how they can drop all these things in now. So we're saying Spider Man is one hundred percent impacted by loki <laughs> we are yeah we are saying 110 percent. like it's gotta be right it's yeah. gotta be off the events and that's where that you know you've got dr strange involved in it and that's a yeah. big that's a big hint and it's so like we well, can follow on from that because dr strange and the multiverse of the madness is the next release so it's literally mm-hmm. straight after it march 25th 2022 so it, it Doctor Strange is not going to skip a beat between Spider-Man and his own film. So if we want to talk about how it's going to link in with Doctor Strange. I keep seeing all these memes where it's like Sylvie, Loki and Wanda stood there and Doctor Strange is coming through a portal and he's like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand, Mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, he's just like, oh no, the amount of pure shit he's going to have to deal with going like fixing the, the timeline, you know? And I yeah. think so- and I think this is really going to be his story now. I think we're going to see a lot of like, oh, he's going to be the he is the new Tony Stark in the way of like mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's him that's kind of tying all the newer stuff together. Yeah, which is cool. And I think he is going to be very much like he is the fixer at this point. He's coming in to solve these mistakes. Mm. He's not like Tony kind of created all the villains for the first like few phases, didn't he? Whereas in this one, I think he's going to play the same role, only he's going to be the fixer rather than the one causing the issues. Yeah, I think it's interesting with Multiverse of Madness because do we see... Well, obviously, No Way Home, we're going to see a lot of Spider-Man related stuff. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of Spider-Man villains. You know, I'm I'm still saying we're going to see other Spider-Man because there's no way you I'm get... Yeah, there's no way you get what's his face Sam uh, Sam Raimi, Raimi into direct. Well, he's I, directing Doctor Strange, not Spider Man. Uh, I know, but you, there's no way that you're getting him involved with Doctor Strange, oh, and yeah, yeah. you're bringing Alfred Molina back, you're bringing Jamie Fox back, you, and you don't have an Andrew Garfield or a Tony Toby Maguire reference or feature or something. You know? Yeah, you would really hope so. Like. They can keep these There's things under wraps. That, um, they can Bruce do Campbell's it. Campbell's coming back. Yeah, he was meant to be playing Mysterio in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Four. Yeah, so it is all like it's all on the cards. There, you they need to drop us a hint, even if it's just like another Spider-Man swinging past. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. And like I said, they can definitely keep these things under wraps at the time of filming. I don't think it's like a you know you don't write I, it off. I think they knew that certain aspects were going to be like revealed, like like we said with the hot toys and stuff like that. Those previews always come out normally alongside the trailers, um, and I reckon in the first trailer we wouldn't have seen another Spider Man anyway. So they might be waiting, and the other Spider Man toys and the other villains are the next wave of toys to be released, so mm. that they would come out 
like a week after the film came out. You've got the ones before it that come out, which are your, your Spider-Man in his new costume and, and your Doctor Strange's so that the kids can have the action figures when they go see the film and stuff like that. And then once the mind is blown by the film and they want all these new characters, then you release the second wave of toys. So I think they're being quite smart holding back some reveals from the toy lines. I mean, don't hold your breath, mate, because toys do spoil everything. You have to they remember do, that. Definitely, yeah. But I think like they've done well so far to keep stuff back because we know Alfred Molina's in it. But even on the back of the pop vinyls, there's no Doc Ock action figure. They've only advertised Spider-Man in two costumes and Doctor Strange, MJ, and Ned. So they've done like really smart to keep them out of the first wave of toys. Mm. It's quite interesting because that one of those spider suits, it looks like he's kind of got Doctor Strange abilities, like with the yeah. the It's like the Eye of Agamotto symbol almost on the Yeah, front. the Eldritch stuff that he's doing mm-hmm. is pretty pretty sick. Um right, so Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I obviously was saying that we're gonna see a lot of um Spider Man uh multiverse stuff. Do you reckon multiverse of madness with the with it being in the name, do you reckon we're gonna see like other MCU stuff like we're gonna see old like older characters like we're gonna see captain america's you're gonna see iron man's do you reckon you're gonna see more stuff related to that or do you reckon Um, this is gonna be a doctor strange centric film so we know that scarlet witch is in this as well and they might not want to blow it i think spider-man's gonna stay in his film he's not gonna come over to multiverse of madness or it might be like the first scene might cross over or something like that um, there's rumblings now we might see Loki in Multiverse of Madness so like it would be like a nice three way team up between um, Doctor Strange Scarlet Witch and Loki in some sort of variants whether uh, Scarlet Witch may be a problem to begin with and then she she comes alongside him um, we're not entirely sure because we don't know who the villain of it is yet but I reckon it's going to be very much like the magic users. And then I don't think we'll see maybe necessarily too many of the old characters. We might see other versions of them. There's rumors that Hayley Atwell's back to play um, Captain Carter. Um, So I think we'll see Elseworlds versions of these characters, not necessarily the same character from the past or something. Well, you still had Uh, the Baron Mordo set up at the end of Doctor Strange as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon he's going to be involved with it because he was already furious about magic users and now magic users have torn a hole in the fabric of reality, which he warned about. Mm. So I reckon he will be a antagonist in it. He may not be the primary antagonist. They might be saving him for the third one, maybe when they can just bring the story a little bit smaller again, maybe. Mm -hmm. He might just be working in the background almost the same way that uh, Cassilius was meant to be the main villain, but it was really Dormammu, and Cassilius was just kind of doing his own thing for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory anyway. I think it's it's definitely intrinsically tied to Loki. I would like to see Loki appear in this one. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be multiverse shenanigans. We know this one's connected. There's nothing more that we could say. We've talked this film to death already, and we are, like, they're still only just shooting this one. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah gonna be crazy and obviously got sam raimi in it as well so he's gonna be excited to be back with mcu related films and and he writes stuff like this so well like he loves like like time travel portal hopping 
elements of horror and sci-fi mixed in with your action and stuff like that. And he's he's really good at comedy as well. Like, so I think it's perfect for the MCU. Sam Raimi is just the perfect pick to direct this Doctor Strange film. Mm-hmm. And then what else do we have following Thor, that? Thor Love and Thunder is the next one on May 6th, 2022. So okay. Just well, under two months after Doctor Strange. Well, this feels like it's pretty solid. Like, it feels like you've got Gore the God Butcher coming in. You've mm-hmm. got, you've got obviously, the Lady Thor stuff coming in. You've got um, potentially Grandmasters in here. Uh yeah, you've you've got a pretty like solid little story here. And maybe it might be that these are going through I mean, we don't see we we kind of already know that Natalie Portman's Lady Thor comes off the back of Jane Foster like going to Odin's Odin's like grave where Molnir was destroyed, and we know that's in the current continuity. So we yeah. know that it's not just like a rip, a tear in reality opens and Lady Thor comes rushing out, right? But yeah. it might be a case that this is pretty isolated up until the end, maybe. And what you might start to see is a lot of post credit stuff, which will start to like hint multiverse stuff happening. And then, so, yeah, I think you, I think you are right with that. But do, do you remember when we talked about this a while ago and? So yeah, I, I thought that was going to be it. Like, the Gore the God Butcher story, he ends up, we end up with a three-way team up between different Thors, and we thought it was just going to be like, okay, the way to get around it is you've got now Thor and you've got Lady Thor. They're going to do like a small version of this. But in the Gore the God Butcher thing, he is going through time and different universes and stuff like that. So there is a potential now that we could see maybe Chris Hemsworth pulling double duty as two different versions of Thor, maybe, or... Um, we know his uh, his brother's back in it, playing like a fake version of him and all that sort of stuff. So we could potentially see more versions of Thor towards the end of this. Maybe it's just like background Thors, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, who are building this uh, god killer weapon that Gore the God Butcher's doing. So we could potentially now that Loki's blown the doors off things, we can start to theorise of these wackier things. So we could maybe see some more Thor action going on other than just the two of them, which would mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Yeah, because maybe it is the the multiverse thing is what brings Gore to Earth 616 or whatever where, where Thor is, you know. It could bring him into that continuity. Yeah, it, it could give him more gods to sacrifice to his weapon type thing it it allows him the opportunity to just create an infinite amount of stuff without having to set up something separate of all these different pantheons on different worlds and stuff like that you could just be like the multiverse is here so he's been pulling thors from around the multiverse or something yeah yeah exactly maybe he's made a deal with kang that i don't know Mm, the bad kang well i i think we might see a little tie into this because this is like our other like big fantastical film that we're getting and yeah. Taika Watiki would probably love to do something just like sneak in something to do with the multiverse in there yeah and I think that probably maybe... do it quite light and jovial yeah and I reckon there's al- there's already going to be quite a lot of wacky topics in here mm-hmm. so yeah it looks probably... almost like you know new Asgard uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast but it looks almost like they're turning that into a theme park Mm-hmm. Like there's like a a photo of a long ship where 
the seats in it are, you know, like roller coaster harnesses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like the, and we've got those performance uh, performers. So maybe they're like a stage attraction that like they're trying to tourism, like build tourism around New Asgard, around the death of Odin and stuff like that. So it could like anger a load of people or something maybe. And it all goes weird from there. But yeah, there's just going to be so many wacky elements that Taika Waititi is bringing into this. Insane. Uh, is that then Insane. followed up by Quantumania? No, in between that we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever on July 8th, 2022. Mm. So this one, the only thing that I could see potentially tying in with Loki is maybe the return of Killmonger, um, maybe from a different multiverse where he didn't quite turn villain, but he still has the same sort of feelings. Because we did hear a while ago that they did kind of want to bring Killmonger back because Michael B. Jordan was so fantastic in the role. Yeah. Um, so they could maybe use the multiverse to bring him back in a different role and maybe have him maybe maybe on the side of good but still kind of butting heads with Shuri or whoever becomes the new Black Panther and all that sort of stuff. It's strange this, isn't it? Because at this point, you know that you've still got Quantumania happening. So you know that although these stories could very much be like within their own bubble, you know that you've still got multiverse shenanigans still going on now. It's yeah. not going to have been wrapped up by the end of Doctor Strange. It could even be at the end of Doctor Strange where he's like, you know, we get like an Infinity War level thing where you know, he he does something, but you've still got to live with the consequences of it. And maybe, maybe like like you're suggesting, maybe he takes out a Kang, but it wasn't even, again, it wasn't even the worst version. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And then you get a worst version come in. Um, I think Quantumania would be the reveal of the final big bad version of um, Kang. Yeah, so and we we've could all, potentially see him pop up. It's also important to remember that just because the films are coming out in a particular order doesn't mean that that is going to be the chronological order of stuff. No, yeah, obviously. Um, but it, for the logic, like even though films don't necessarily come out in chronological order in the MCU, but things follow one event-wise. So like, even if something's a prequel to something, they will would have set that up in the film that happens after it, you know what I mean? So, like, mm. how much of um, Captain Marvel was callbacks to other things from the Avengers and stuff like that? Um, yeah. So even though that film is set afterwards, that somehow set up a prequel, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I get you. the release order does in some way impact what elements we might see, but they also like to drop... Like, post credit scenes can often be months and months later or... Uh, like a prequel bit that like riffs on a joke from the film or something like that. So mm. there's always the possibility for shenanigans to go on with Marvel. Hmm. You can never quite call it. No. What follows on that? Uh, we got the Marvels in November 11th, mm-hmm. 2022. I don't see this being impacted too much about it. They've got a lot going on already. We've already got three versions of Captain Marvel all from the same universe. We don't need anything extra. Yeah, what follows on from that then? Uh, after that is finally Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Which we probably believe is going to be the big uh, the big one. 
because yeah, they've already confirmed that he's in this film. They've not mentioned that he's going to be in any of the others. No, this was where we thought he was first going to appear. None of us were expecting... Like, we knew there's the possibility in Loki, but we didn't think that Jonathan Majors was in it because they kept that so hush-hush. Because mm. um, he wasn't really Kang in that. He, he was he who remains, wasn't he? He was a variant of Kang. Yeah. So... In this, I think we're going to get a payoff to Ant-Man and the Wasp, where we saw the the small city in the quantum realm. Okay. I think we're going to return to the quantum realm and see Kang's universe of Chronopolis, which was kind of what inspired the void at the, during Loki. Um, we even saw certain things. So in Chronopolis, Kang has created his own little pocket universe that he can rule over and he's taken his favorite parts from all the different timelines and stuff like that um, and put it into one. So you've got like the pyramids and the Sphinx, but the Sphinx size is nose like we saw in Loki. You've got different monuments from around the world and even around the, like he's got monuments from like alien worlds and stuff like that, which were set up throughout the many years of MCU history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Marvel comic book history and stuff. So I reckon we're going to get that payoff and that might be where the evil version of Kang is. Maybe he's stuck in the quantum realm and he, he made his home there. He's able to manipulate stuff, but he's not able to get out. And in Quantumania, maybe he finds a way out and this is where our big bad version of Kang comes from. Hmm. We could potentially see at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, like you said, maybe like an Infinity War style ending um, where something big goes down and that leads us into... Avengers, what Avengers would it be at that point? It would be Avengers number five, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've seen the the end of the Avengers films yet. No, Where they they could maybe rebrand it as the new Avengers or something like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be more team up films with the Avengers branding because they're never going to let that title die. That just putting Avengers in the title will print cash. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It just you, you you're not gonna lose it. It's it it's also like it it could be new Avengers and they could just still call it Avengers. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that that's the end of it. So Yeah. So I reckon this one will have big callbacks to Loki and Doctor Strange. Um but it will tell its own version of the Kang story, you know what I mean? It might not be necessarily... It might be maybe more time travel rather than multiverse travel, this one maybe, mm-hmm. but it will establish something going forward or it will bookend Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then after that, we've got Guardians Volume 3, which <sighs> James Gunn could honestly do anything when it comes to that. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, James Gunn, he probably wants to tell his own story because he has set up a lot of stuff. Um, but he might want to work the multiverse into that somehow as well, just because he loves to go big. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? And it's probably going to have like, see again, like you've got a bit of a break here between like a lot of stuff going on. Like I feel like. After Quantumania, but before that, you've got, like you say, you've got Black Panther, you've got Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, I mean, you never know, it might, because Guardians is also going to feature Thor, I think. It's possible, or 
depending on the timeline, they could, because we know the Guardians are going to be in the first part of Thor, so maybe they just drop him off. Maybe he's had his adventures with him in the meantime, and we just, we're not going to see that, and we're going to see like a little glimpse of it at the beginning of Thor. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, maybe. It's, um, I, I've seen a lot of like hype for Adam Warlock for, uh, for number three. Mm-hmm. We we heard a while ago it's probably going to explore the backstory of Groot and Rocket Raccoon because they set up Rocket Raccoon's backstory a lot. They've been building up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet yeah, Adam Warlock, they definitively set that up at the end of Guardians 2, didn't they? Yeah. So I think they're going to mix those storylines in together because they are all genetically created life forms. Um so yeah, I think I think that's where that story is going to go. That'll be pretty cool. And then, really, after that, we don't know the release dates of other stuff, but we know Fantastic Four is coming into this, and Kang is in like some versions of the comic book. Some versions of Kang's is a distant ancestor of the Richards family. He's like Reed Richards' great 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 grandson. Um. So a lot of people are saying now we might see possibly a black um, Mr. Fantastic because if it is his great-great-great-great-grandson and Jonathan Majors is black, then we could maybe see a black um, Mr. Fantastic, which I would not be opposed to at all. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think They, they could would, also just you- say because it's the multiverse, things changed and maybe this version of Kang that we're getting isn't related to... Because when they set up doing Kang originally, they didn't have the rights back for um, the Fantastic Four, I don't think. So it could go either way. Do you think they're going to link that that heavily to like those old comic stories? Do you reckon they're really going to go to town on that and like really link Kang in terms of family to the Fantastic Four? Like, I honestly don't know. Like I said, because the rights were tied up for so long and they had the ball in motion for so many things before they did stuff. I don't know. They could just make Kang his own sort of entity the same way that uh, Ultron in the comic books is actually Hank Pym's creation, but they changed that so he was he was a mixture of a creation between Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, wasn't he? Mm. So they can easily play around it uh, just to make it work better with the MCU. So they could just make Kang come out of nowhere mm. or like it, it doesn't have to be linked to anything else necessarily. No. So the, the, there is always the possibility though. Um, but I do think the Fantastic Four will be set up maybe in Quantumania or in, like we said, Spider-Man was the last hint that we got at it and it's got the same director as Spider-Man. So Spider-Man would be the logical place to tease it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I reckon it's either going to be something to do with the Infinity Gauntlet sla- uh, snaps. Maybe they were in orbit around the planet when that <laughs> happened and that gave them the... Because it's normally solar radiation, I think it is, or cosmic radiation gives them the powers. Mm-hmm. So they could either make it something to do with the snap, the same way they could bring in the mutants, or it could be... Um, time travel or maybe when the multiverse explodes it gives them their powers something like that maybe very cool um yeah. but yeah, I, I think definitely fantastic four will pick up some element of the kang storyline if it doesn't come out before or after an avengers film jeez and maybe set up galactus going forward i i don't think 
I think Kang might lead up to an Avengers film and then they might cut that off there and then maybe we get like a Galactus threat or something like that. Yeah, I think because obviously they teased Galactus in... Well, they didn't tease, they showed Galactus in Fortnite. I think that you hear more and more and you see more and more about Galactus now in like Marvel stuff in general. Like in terms, yeah, they of... always love to throw him in just because he's this huge body, and they look like Marvel in their big event comic books love to use Silver Surfer, mm. uh, who is intrinsically linked to Galactus. So yeah, they do love to put him in all forms of media because it's a big fucking action figure and shit they they can sell. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. But it I reckon works. May- maybe that comes out of the setup of uh, Kang. Maybe they sort out the Kang scenario, like the Kang timeline. And maybe off the back of that, Galactus is, you know, they've, they've yeah. actually caused the coming of Galactus, maybe. Possibly. Maybe so. they could change Galactus that maybe he's trying to eat universes instead of just planets or something, maybe. Yeah, so maybe, maybe someone maybe that's how they trim down the multiverse. Yeah, maybe someone comes and heeds a warning of him. And it's like a, a herald, you could say. Yeah, a bit like uh, a bit like what they did with Thanos, really. I suppose. Mm, yeah, Loki was the herald of Thanos, essentially, wasn't he? Mm. And then he had the children of Thanos, and then so was Ronan, really. Yeah, who would you who would you cast as like Silver Surfer as the herald of Galactus? A guy who looks really good with a bald head. <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. He finally oh. he finally gets to appear in person. <laughs> Jeff Bezos has just gone to space, so you never know. <laughs> He might come back. Uh... <laughs> I loved the memes that came out of that saying it was just like the worst version of Fantastic Four people had ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess that kind of wraps us up, right? Because there's nothing much there's nothing much past Fantastic Four in the Slater no. movies. That'll be the uh that'll be Blade. a big one. <laughs> Blade, Blade, we already yeah. know the vampires exist now, thanks to Loki. Yeah. But um, it's going to be crazy. Like I think I feel like when we go in to watch the Fantastic Four movie, I feel like we're going to be like, you know, we've we've spoken about this so much. Like, mm-hmm. remember when this got announced and we had no idea what to expect from it. Like, there was no casting, no nothing. Everyone wanted John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in it. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of thing. And then it could still happen. It could still happen. It could still happen. And you know they like that. You know Marvel used his likeness in that Fantastic Four comic, so you yeah, know. to try and just nudge the way in the same way they did it with Samuel Jackson years ago, and then they got Samuel Jackson in to play Nick Fury. So and Piers Brosnan's throne for Star Wars that was a bit weird. That uh, that mural, yeah. that mural that was at Star Wars Celebration, that was a bit wacky. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But maybe they're just like, look how good you look as Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> look anyway. how good you look. Also, here's a big fat check. <laughs> yeah, you know we'll pay you good. You know, don't, don't, don't Krasinski, worry. We'll pay for The Quiet Place Part 3 if you come and be Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> you like, and your wife can make any film you want if you come do Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> you've got a deal. And you've also got a deal, Chris, because we're wrapping up and we're, we're done with it. We're done with today's episode. So, yeah. 
as always, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GetRealPod. And then you can also email us if you're so inclined at GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Uh, you can let us know what you think of the episode and more importantly, let us know what you want us to chat about. Uh, it is more than likely that next week we're probably going to be chatting about the Suicide Squad from James Gunn, I believe. That comes, out. that comes out on the Friday. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be good. Um, Chris, how can people support the pod? The best way to support the podcast, guys, is leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, bloody Spotify, anywhere like that. Leave us a favourite, leave us a follow, leave us a review on there. Or if you want, head over to Podchaser. If you leave us one rate and review on there, then it syndicates it to all the other platforms, so it helps us out everywhere, even on the platforms that you don't listen to us. That would be much appreciated. But the ultimate, the best way that you could support us is just to share us out on your socials or just tell people about us. Just spread the word, gets more people listening to us, gets us bigger, then we have more opportunities to do cool things for you guys. Um, Also, let us know who you want us to collaborate with. Obviously, restrictions are easing, so we want to do more stuff like that. We joked about Jodie Comer, but that's never going to happen anytime soon. But there is a chance that we could get your favorite. I mean, I thought you were pretty. You were pretty convincing, and I think you were pretty certain that you (laughs) would be able to do it. I just need to put the charms on the family. You know what I mean? (laughs) You shouldn't. You shouldn't disappoint the listeners, Chris. Do you reckon like I could like mosey my way in enough, and then like eventually like just Jodie Comer shows up at my wedding, and I'm like, oh yes, look who's at my wedding. Well, everybody loves <laughs> a trier. Everyone Schmoozing. loves a trier. Um, but yeah, just let us know who you want to work with, whether it's like a YouTube reviewer or something like that. Like we're excited to team up with guys. Also. Speaking of collaborations, don't forget to listen to the other podcasts, Get Real Gaming. They release episodes every Wednesday, whereas we put them out on Mondays. You're great guys, our two best friends over on the Get Real Gaming podcast, Richard and Lawrence. Uh, no idea what they're going to be talking about at the moment, because I don't know what games are actually coming out at the moment. I think Halo's nearly out, so maybe that. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you guys in a different multiverse, probably talking about Marvel yet again sometime soon. (laughs) Most likely. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.